Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. Special episode here, it's a crossover. My friend Nash Walker and I talked about the latest news around baseball, when baseball could be back, and a host of other things. Also, a baseball fan's guide to what to do without baseball right now. Hope you enjoy this crossover episode. We had a lot of fun recording it. Also, go check out the Locked On Nationals podcast. We have prospect previews as well as our 2019 Nats rewatch series up there as well, too. So make sure you check those out and check out the Locked On MLB and Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All right, now to the show. Welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins and Locked On Washington Nationals crossover episode. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker. I'm here with Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Nationals. Josh, how are you doing today? Uh, considering the circumstances, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm healthy, so that's what matters. Yeah, we're hanging in there. You know, uh, uh, I tell my listeners, a lot of pajamas, a uh, lot of the show. We'll get into some other ways that we can consume baseball in this time. But, Josh, last night, uh, we got some news late last night. Passon uh, wrote an article, Jeff Passon, ESPN, and then Ken Rosenthal dropped an article at The Athletic about some ideas that Major League Baseball has, the negotiations that have been happening with MLBPA and MLB. And it feels like they think June is a, a realistic starting point. What do you think about that, Josh? Well, I think a lot of this is going to be contingent, and weirdly enough, um, on what President Donald Trump says. And if he decides that we're going to reopen the country somewhere, I'm not saying Easter, that was a deadline he gave, and I, I don't believe we're going to be doing this around Easter. Um, I mean, if, it's, if it is any time in April, then I think Major League Baseball needs to consider what they can do, because... It's a really touchy subject, right? Number one, you want to protect fans and you want to protect players. So I think the season begins definitely without fans in the stadiums. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but definitely without fans. I agree. And at the same time, too, you got to think sports is, and entertainment in general are such a vital part of American life. And getting back to that sense of normalcy, I think you could even argue it might start with sports. So I do think sports has a role to play. I do think baseball is going to have a very important role to play in that as well, too. Um, I think a lot of it is going to be contingent on what President Trump says, because if he's going to give the go-ahead for us to start going back to, to things as normal, um, I bet baseball is going to follow suit, get all their players tested, and begin training again without any fans. Anybody who will be at these stadiums, at these games, in these facilities – is going to be tested for coronavirus and make sure that they are going to be clear of it so they can begin resuming baseball activities. I agree. I think I also believe that I think there's a higher chance that the entire season's canceled than there being games with fans, even right away or even at all. I think, uh, you know, it's just a breeding ground for a virus to have a, a stadium full of fans. But I think it'd be such a big issue, Josh, if the season's canceled for so many different reasons. But uh, MLB and the MLBPA has decided or come to an agreement that no matter how many games are played in 2020, so say they play 80 games, uh, that counts as a year of service time. So guys like Mookie Betts become free agents. Then if the season's canceled, do you let Mookie Betts enter free agency? Mookie's just an example. Trevor Bauer's also a free agent. And then you got to think about all the guys going through arbitration. If the entire season's canceled, do you allow Mookie or Trevor Bauer, or these guys that are, are impending free agents to go into free agency or do you require them to stay with the team that they were going to play for in 2020 for another year? It just seems wrong at that point because then they enter free agency a year older and are going to get a much smaller payday, it seems. So that's a big contentious issue. I mean, yeah, this this falls right in line with a lot of issues that we're talking about. Not only that, you know, and to answer your question directly first, 
Yes, it should not count, in my opinion, as service time because you think about the Dodgers. They just gave up a, a king's ransom to get Mookie Betts, and not only Mookie Betts, but a chance to re-sign him. And part of that chance to re-sign him is how you play out the season, right? How is he treated by the organization? Mm-hmm. How does he like Los Angeles? How does he like the fans? So it's really important that they get that opportunity to have those players play and make that case to keep them. So in my opinion, it should not count as a year of service time. Um, I think to to compensate the players, they should be compensated in some way, shape, or form, right? I mean, they, you know, it's it's kind of a it needs to work both ways. While we're giving the organization the right to keep those players, the players also do. We got to recognize they're losing a year of their athletic primes, and so they should be compensated for that because. They showed up, they're ready to go, they're ready to play, and something out of their control took that away from them. But also, too, Nash, you got to think, this is one of those questions that we're answering, and it affects many other things, not just players you know, in years of their contracts. What about the draft? You know, Guys in your neck of the woods, I'm not sure how many high schools even got to playing baseball this year, right? And so some mm-hmm. of those guys from the northern part of the United States – maybe didn't even get chances to step on fields to, to make impressions, to get that signing bonus, to, to make that money. So there's so many questions just like the one you asked that we have to answer. Yeah. And it's difficult because compensation would be very, very hard because they're not going to get revenue for a year if the season's right. canceled. And then the, the contracts that were signed last off season or the off season before are now so ballooned. The price is because of, uh, you know, income and, and revenue generated right. from the summer that didn't happen. So, I mean, the, if the season is canceled, you're right too, Josh. It, it's just a huge, it would be, there'd be so many ramifications from that if the season were to be canceled. And that's why I think I'm decently hopeful. And you're right. I think a lot depends on the government and, and Trump, but I'm, I'm decently hopeful that we're going to get baseball. And it, and we talked about Craig Misha. I want to mention his tweet. Uh, he's pretty plugged in. He's a guy who I followed all off season. He's a Marlins guy, uh, but knows, knows a lot. He's in discussions and he's saying news is coming at some point from uh, major league baseball on tentative, but still very uncertain plans that they want to play 140 to 150 games, have weekly double headers maybe. And then regular season games in October with possibly neutral site world series. Josh, I don't know if you've talked about this on your show, but how do you feel about neutral site world series covering uh, the, the defending world series champs? Awful. I, I mean, awful. And look, it was funny because last year, every single game in the World Series was won by the road team. But uh, the neutral site World Series is the least concerning thing about that tweet. Uh, 140 to 150 games. Nash, there is no way, no freaking way they're able to get 140 to 150 games in. I mean, we're about to start the season. And we're talking about states still being shut down, like Columbia, yep. Missouri, where you and I both went to school and you actually came from recently. Or I'm not sure. You're back in Minnesota, right? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, we're going on, yeah. on lockdown today, basically. It just, it just shut down. So I'm not sure yeah. we're talking about 140, 150 games. Opening day is is this week. I mean, it would have been this week. So tomorrow. So yeah, I tomorrow. Don't really know. I don't really know how they plan on playing 140, 150 games. You better expand the rosters. I mean, at, at the bare minimum. Yeah, I think and, they would. I mean, but like majorly, and and you talk about you know uh, what should count. I mean, these guys would not get paid nearly enough. Whatever they're making, they're not mm-hmm. making enough to play 140, 150 games, and whatever that, excuse me, whatever that time frame is, because boy, they're going to be cramming you in there, and the quality of play would definitely go down. Here's the thing: I'm for a shortened season anyway, but not like this. Not yeah. not not looking like this. This is not how it should look. I agree. I think 
it, they shouldn't get too aggressive. You know, I, I think it's really, really aggressive to play like into December because then you're impacting opening day in March of 2021. Do you then push opening day back to April and then you have another shortened season? It's just short, short, short over and over. It's just it's kind of like what we're seeing with hockey and basketball, too. But uh, yesterday, Josh, tough news for the NL or good news for everyone. But then Matt's in the NL East, I guess. Uh, you know, never wish an injury on anyone, but the, no. the flamethrower Noah Syndergaard is uh, getting Tommy John surgery, unfortunately, tore his UCL. Uh, you know, what was your instant reaction to that, Josh? Uh, and, and what do you think are the ramifications of that? Well, I will say this. I first want to credit Brody Van Wagenen because he has gotten some heat for being really aggressive and signing basically everybody under the sun that he could get his hands on. Uh, they prepared for a situation where they would lose a pitcher. And you look at the two guys they brought in, Rick Porcello and Michael Waka. Are they even close to being Noah Syndergaard? No way, not at all. But there's no, there's not a question like the Nationals have where if one of those big three ends up going down, they'd really be in trouble. I mean, you look at the back half of the Nationals rotation, not just the back half, but the, you know, the very end. Guys like Eric Fetty would slide into a, you know, a starting spot. Uh, Voth mm-hmm. was uh, well, too. That's not a situation you want to be in. Now, for the Mets, they did a really good job of planning for this. Not only do they have a couple guys in Waka and Porcello who can take that spot, Steven Matz is technically their sixth guy on the rotation. Also in the bullpen, too, Seth Lugo, and who's been a really good bullpen arm, and Robert mm-hmm. Gesellman, who have both started really impactful games down the stretch, especially back in 2015 and 2016. Um, those are all those are players who can step up and make a start for you. So they have they have built themselves into a place where they they may not be able to absorb it but i can't imagine a situation where you're better suited to if that makes sense no i agree and it, and it kind of tells ties into what we were just talking about with a, a shorter season if it's more of a sprint uh, it's more important to have front end guys rather than depth. And yes, you're losing Noah Syndergaard, a front end guy, a borderline front end front end guy last year. Still, just shows his in- incredible upside uh, regularly. But when you have a guy like Jacob Degrom, where you can throw out there every five days, who's just consistently great, and in my opinion, the best pitcher in baseball in a in a shortened season, that's even more valuable to you. So I think you're right that right now is probably it, it's never a good time, but right now would be the best time I think in a shortened season, a sprint season where Degrom starts mean more, and you have a decent back end too. And I, I thought it was interesting when they got Walker and Porcello because I thought they would trade Mats or Syndergaard, but maybe they knew Josh. Well, I, I'm confused, and maybe you don't know either. But what the heck happened? Was he playing catch, or has this been a thing? I I didn't even. I mean, we didn't hear anything about this. Right. No, we didn't really hear much about it, and I thought what was confusing. I mean, this is the one thing about you know we're gonna get to this later of like what fans can be doing. Um, don't stop paying attention because they're still doing baseball activities. And as we know, even even the most hulking and large of individuals, i.e. Judge and Stanton, um, they're not immune to injury from the slightest mm-hmm. things, right? Yuenis Cespedes is a, is a massive human being, gets hurt you know, on his ranch or whatever. Um, these guys are still susceptible to injuries while they are, you know, they're throwing, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. you know, pitchers, they have to be throwing. They cannot shut it down. Right. I mean, you still have to prepare like you're going into a season because, you know, throwing off your rhythm will be bad. So that's one thing to pay attention to. A lot of these players, they got to stay hot and get ready for whenever duty is going to be called, because it seems it might be called a lot faster than we think. So, you know, you can't stop paying attention because these injuries are still occurring. Right. 
And that's the thing, too, about a, a season. I feel like they might try to get into it too quickly, and then you're going to see a bunch of elbow and shoulder injuries because if they have a spring training, that's they're trying to speed it along and go, oh, we're going to have nine days, and then we're going to get back to opening day. Uh, and then maybe if you don't have the, the rosters expanded enough and if it's in a sprint, you know, teams are desperate to win every game. And then now all of a sudden you have not only Chris Sale, Noah Syndergaard and Luis Sever, you know, three of the, the top tier arms in the game went healthy. But you have other guys getting hurt and that ruins the quality of the game. And it's also just really tough on a pitcher to ramp up, ramp down, ramp back up and then go out there for opening day. So uh, we hope that we don't see this moving forward, Josh. But I, that's something else I worry about is. They need time to ramp up, and it might get to the point where they're just really desperate to start, and they feel like they're ready to go. And the players want to go, too, so they might not push back, and then you're going to see a ton of injuries, uh, which would just suck, and it would make it that much worse to come back. Yeah, and I think especially you know when you think about the team that I cover, the Nationals, um, their concern for this is is pretty extensive. Because if you think of how much how much service those guys put in, and I don't mean in terms of like service time, but actual like <laughs> innings thrown – Last year, I mean, those guys really were horses. I think uh, Strasburg led the NL in innings pitched, didn't he? And I mean, and yeah, you look back and you look at the playoffs too. You know, look who's look who's being asked to come out of the bullpen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, guys who we're usually seeing starting, and so they asked those starters to do a lot last year. And um, I think once again, baseball is a sport where the season is long term. It's a marathon, not a sprint. They need to think about the health of the game too. They cannot rush back into this because here's the one thing I'm really I'm very sure about. I'm like not, and I'm not a health professional, but I think the way we were trending and what you're seeing in South Korea right now, the U.S. their response is good now. It was not fast enough the coronavirus, but mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing now is a timeline that makes me believe we're going to have baseball this season. Is it going to be as much baseball as we all wanted? No, it's not. But I'm I'm feeling really confident that we are going to have baseball. So I think it's paramount that the MLB focuses on maximizing how good the quality of, of the baseball is when it comes back, not getting as much baseball as possible in. Because the thing is, whatever you give us, we're going to appreciate when we come back. You don't have to give us a, a crap ton of sports. Whatever you give us, we will appreciate as fans. Right. So just get, just give us quality games. We don't want to see people like right after the coronavirus hits four pitchers in a week, all have to get Tommy John mm-hmm. surgery. Don't give us that. That is awful. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called With Things produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated With Things Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. With Things smart scales are known for their durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you have to use your phone and have it on you at all times. But With Things Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users, and it even knows who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a With Things Body Plus right now at withthings.com for a very limited time. Go to withthings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale.
Right. And before we talk about things that people can do during this very difficult and, and weird time, baseball fans, this is a baseball show, you know, baseball is small in the, in the grand scheme of things. But I talked about yesterday a little bit, Josh, I think it's, I think it's a tougher question is how many games for you would need to be played before they scrap it? And this is, this has been a poll on Twitter. This has been discussed of for you. Would you be, would you be interested in something like a 60 game and then a, a big 16 team playoff bracket, the funky things like that? What's your openness to that? And what do you think it does to the game? I'm so open to it. Anything that pisses off the old baseball people <laughs> is like, is, is just, it's ecstasy for me. I mean, I'm, I really enjoy when the old people get angry and I mean, in, in all seriousness too, yeah, any baseball you can give me. And look, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I am, you know, the ultimate baseball fan. I, I don't, you know, per, my, my main job is at Sirius XM is covering college sports. Mm-hmm. And I would have been down, you know, if they gave us just four teams, and they played a final four. So if you can give us anything, you, we should definitely do it. If, if yep. it's 40 games, if it's 50 games, yeah, sure, then expand the playoffs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. give more teams a chance. Be like the NBA, you know? Make them um, 16 teams, make them three-game series, you know? and Or, hell, make it, you know, 24 teams. Give some teams some buys. Make them three-game series, you know? And 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 uh, then you can really have, you know, in a weird season, why not make it a weird playoff? And our champion, you know, people might not think it's natural, but if you're a World Series champion, right, you're a World Series champion. We don't look back on that lockout season uh, when the NBA had it, and I believe the Heat won the lockout season, and say, oh, well, the Heat only won this many games in the, in the lockout, and therefore the title didn't cost or didn't, didn't count. No, right. you still count it as a normal title. So, I mean, I, I think um, any baseball you could give us, it would be preferred. And let's get weird. Come on, MLB. Go against your, your <laughs> primal instincts, and let's get funky with this playoff. Yeah, I think they might get funky in ways that we don't want, though, such as uh, neutral site World Series or playing. Yeah, in that, that, that can we can take that. And shove that. That's not good. Yeah, like that's that. that's not as fun. Uh, I don't understand. But, what, what was the what was the reasoning behind that? Well, they want to play. So, for example, if the Minnesota Twins were in the ALCS, there's no way they can play here. You know, in November. So they're thinking that. Uh, they'll play regular season games in through October to make up games to try to get to 130 or 140 or 150 or whatever they want to get to. And then if the playoffs started in November, in, in that case, uh, they would have neutral sites for cities that are very, very cold in November, like Minnesota or Chicago or even out east. Uh, so they would play in Florida or at a, you know, somewhere where the team didn't make it in Arizona or in California or uh, a park where that team was not in the ALCS or the NLCS or the World Series. That's why they do it. But that just kind of takes away the the fan interaction and the like the, almost a little bit of the excitement. Well, I mean, this that is you know the one thing about about baseball is that it is the sport where in the playoffs, the fans feel like the biggest part of it. And I would say, you know, you can make a case for the NBA, especially towards the end, the fans having a huge right. role to play. But you think about hockey, right? Those games, I mean, the Blues were money on the road last year. Oh, yeah. and, so that, and that's really what propelled them. They were actually weren't great at home in the playoffs. Um, and, and I mean, the Nats and then the World Series, too, the road team won every game. But it, it's that thrill and agony of the crowd kind of being on top of the action that really makes it um, that special. And mm-hmm. that is the one thing about baseball is that, you know, the parks are unique. The fan, each fan base is unique and it's cool to have those settings. Neutral sites would really defeat the purpose. And I think, I already think we played too deep into winter anyway, because I think it's, it's weird that a sport is played in 98 degree heat, most, you know, 93 yeah. heat for the most part of the season. And then here in the most important moments, uh, fans are bundled up all the way, you know, in freezing October. their tails off. Yeah, right. October. I, and into November, too. I already yep. think what we're doing this, it's too late as it is. So 
I would keep things where they are and whatever games you can get in, get in because I have a feeling that we'll be playing baseball by July or August. And mm-hmm. if you're able to do that, you're still going to be able to get in 60 some games. So during this time, Josh, what are some things uh, people can do? We'll just kind of uh, wrap around, go around the horn of things that uh, people can do to, to get their baseball fix in this time. And, uh, you know, I mentioned the show. It's a great, <laughs> it's a right, great uh, I outlet. What's that? You're, you're exactly right. I mean, that, that's where yeah. we have to start with it, right? I mean, people like us, you know, it, we, we are, we're obligated to make these shows, but also we want to. And we're sports fans too. And, we're, and it's great because it gives us something to do. But, you know, I'm I now able to give a lot more thought to the Nationals' top 30 prospects. And I'm going through them. And I, you know, I encourage everybody to do that too. You can learn a lot about these guys, where they came from. Um, you can get a vested interest in them and, and think of, you know, their development, how they got to where they are, where they went to school, um, things like that. So listening to these podcasts, you know, I'm rewatching games from last year and going through those games and reliving them and talking about why they're important and who are the heroes and how they tell the story of the season and what it can mean for the future. The podcasts are a great place, um, I think, to start. So, so don't stop paying attention to those. Another thing, too, and this is just a general thing, is um, – you know, a lot of baseball fans, we all played at some point in time. I know you did. I did. If you have a glove, you have a, you know, and you have a ball and you have a, you know, a wife, a, a husband, a brother, sister, son, daughter, cousin, whatever. And, you know, you're okay being around them. Go outside for 30 minutes a day and, you know, do, do the throwing progression. Start yeah. short, go long and, and toss some, talk about some baseball. And, um, you know, while you do it, things like that are really good activities to get you out of the house and still keep your mind on baseball. Play the play the game, the show. The new show just came out. We're getting the old show. Play that. You know, um, simulate games and watch them if you're really if you're inclined to do things like that. There's a lot of different things that we can do to get our fix. And I know the hardest part about this, and this is me, especially with the NCAA tournament, is knowing that it should be happening right now, but it's not. Yeah. Um, just know that, like the NCAA tournament, man, like we're not going to get that back. Like Dayton Cinderella run. Done. Obi Toppin just yeah. declared for the draft. Kansas, Yudoka Azabuki, he's, he's a senior. He's out of there. He's gone. Uh, Baylor's not going to be able to see if they can make the end of their magical run. Luckily for baseball, it looks like we're going to get some, um, some play this year. So be happy that we are probably at some point in time going to get some baseball because South Korea is back playing again now, having their practices. Yeah. Um, just be happy that, hey, we are. I know it's not as much as we wanted, but be happy and hopeful that we're going to be able – to see some baseball this season, we think, um, and you know, just try to maintain positivity. I agree, and we're in a good spot, Josh. I feel a little, a little sad for uh, like lockdown Tigers, lockdown Orioles, because we're in a spot where uh, you know the Washington Nationals are <laughs> defending World Series champs. So it's easy to talk about their season, and the Twins had the second most wins in their uh, franchise history since '65. So I mean, there's a lot of games for us. I feel a little worse for uh, you know the the lower on the barrel. Uh, MLB locked on clubs, but definitely continue to listen to these podcasts. Uh, tomorrow, MLB is doing a huge opening day thing uh, because tomorrow is supposed to be opening day. So right. uh, MLB Network, FS1, MLB YouTube, uh, Facebook, everywhere. They're basically showing a bunch of vintage games. Opening days, Yankees, Indians in 96. They're showing, of course, the Cubs, Indians 2016 World Series, uh, 2001 Yankees, Diamondbacks World Series. Plenty of games, great, you know, classic games. The Brewers, 
or 2018 NLDS game one. So go check that out on YouTube, MLB's YouTube channel, and then FS1 and, and MLB Network. There's some things we can do, and we might not feel the motivation to do them right now, Josh, but it is important to get that fixed, I think, rather than just ignore that that craving for baseball and, and that want to to engage in the game and when opening day would have been tomorrow. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Josh. Anything else you got for us? Uh, make sure you wash your hands, friends. Please wash your hands. <laughs> And listen to listen to your government officials when they tell you to do stuff. Because listen here's and I, and I want to say this sincerely, and I, I tweeted about this the other day. I saw these guys on Manhattan Beach playing basketball when LA went into lockdown. If you see anybody doing it, it's yeah. okay to like you know friends or whatever. Tell them to not do it because those are the people that are stopping us from getting our sports back. And yep, I'm not sure about you, Nash, but I need I need my sports back. So please, if you listen to the rules, if you adhere to them, if you get your friends, your family, whoever to adhere to them. That's better for us as a baseball community. It's better for us as a yep. sports community and better for us as a country so we can get our damn sports back. Cause I that's need true. I, I know it's, it sounds, I mean, it sounds uh, almost like no, there's no perspective in that. Of course, we're staying inside because we don't want to get sick. We don't want to get others sick because it is a, a, you know, a deadly disease. But at the same time, part of why I'm staying inside, Josh, is because I, I want opening day as soon as possible and I can do my part. And you can, too, to try to get it back. Save lives, but also save baseball and and save sports. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Washington Nationals. Go check that out. He already has like 60 uh, five-star reviews. This guy's big time. uh, And he's a good buddy of mine. So go check it out. And thanks for listening today. And to the Lockdown Nats listeners, I'm Nash Walker, Lockdown Minnesota Twins. Another fun club. uh, Should be another fun club in 2020. So thanks, Josh. Yeah, man. Fun times.